So sports. Um, been two weeks once again, but sports is always moving. There's never, you know, sports is always on. So we definitely want to do a little recap of that. Talk about what's been going on. Uh, in football, I'll start with that because that's kind of, you know, as I was telling uh, Josh earlier, you guys can agree, all listeners, that what happens with football is beginning of the season, there's this huge excitement. Season starting up, you got fantasy leagues starting, you got predictions happening, you got training camps and preseasons, and you got new acquisitions, and it's just amazing. Then about week six or week seven, you get this kind of lull where you've been doing the same thing every week with your friends, going to the same sports bar, meeting the same guy, and maybe the next week you're like, eh, I'm going to go shopping this week. You know, I might catch the highlights later on. And then it revs back up come playoff time. So since we last talked, Patriots are still undefeated somehow, some way. I don't know if it's smoke and mirrors or how they're doing it. Um, the uh, In their biggest competition, which we thought were the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, star quarterback, got hurt the other night. So I guess, do you guys think there's any competition to the Patriots at all from getting another championship? NFC, I'm not sure. In the NFC, 49ers. That's interesting. The 49ers, speaking of smoke and mirrors, they're somehow 6-0. Quarterback's mediocre. don't have a lot of really great talent on the roster, but their defense is really, really good. I see a storybook ending for Tom Brady, playing against his favorite team that he idolized growing up, coming from that area of California. So I, I can see him having a storybook ending of his career in the Super Bowl this year. So for I Josh, agree. AFC, no competition, NFC, 49ers. John? I agree. Okay. For me, I don't agree. I think that the Texans might actually give him a good fight in the AFC. That's fair. I like Deshaun Watson a lot. In the NFC, my pick is still the Saints. Been the Saints all year. Somehow they're 5-0 and without Drew Brees. And uh, he's coming back this week. So, you know, I think they're going to beat 49ers and then beat the Patriots. I think it's the Saints year. They got robbed of that call last That'd year. That would be interesting comeback. No, we, all, we all remember that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I just think it's time for them. Uh, and it's their time. Besides that, biggest game of the last week was the Dallas Cowboys versus the um, Eagles the other night. I don't think that game went the way a lot of people thought it would go. It was a very interesting game. Do you guys get a chance to see it or see any of it? It was not a good weekend for me as a sports fan. My team, Manchester United, should have won, but they drew. They tied. Um, the Yankees lost, and then the Eagles lost like that. So uh, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a good weekend at all. Shame, shame. I'm actually a Yankees fan, too, so I'm feeling a little bit of your pain. I hate the Eagles almost with every breath <laughs> in my body. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm celebrating that. I think I actually popped some champagne that night when the Eagles lost. It was a, well, just food night. for thought, the uh, person who works here is a massive Eagles fan from Philadelphia. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you don't listen to watch this. <laughs> Remember that. Quick thing. Stepping out of football for a little bit. Go ahead. What do you guys think of Zion Williams? With the, uh, do you really think he's going to be gone for six weeks? I think it's long. So, moving on to basketball from the football. Uh, season just started. The Pelicans played last night. 
and they missed their star rookie, first overall pick, Zion Williamson. It's said that he's going to be out six to eight weeks with his injury. Um, What's the injury again? I think it's his Achilles. It's not his Achilles. It's something with his knee, I believe. I would have to look it up. I don't want to give him this information. Okay, so a lot is being said about the end, but not about the injury, about him himself. If you saw him in the preseason, he's very explosive. He's really, really, really good in a lot of different ways. But he's he's a heavy guy. He's like two eighty five, two ninety, a lot of weight, and he's already injured his rookie year. So I guess what John was trying to say, and what I will say is like. What do you think about him being injured already? And you, especially uh, Josh, being a former basketball player, how do you think him and having that weight will affect his future as a basketball player? Well, again, I feel like it's just a you know agenda from the media to talk about his weight. Okay. Personally, I mean, part of his explosiveness comes from how massive he is. Kind of like how Hulk is, right? Right, right. Hulk is able to jump higher. Same thing with Thor, right? Right. Because of the muscles. Okay. So that's part of the equation. We said the same thing about Barkley. It was the same thing about D-Wade. And it's certainly the same thing about LeBron. So there's not uh, Giannis as well. So it's not anything new here. It's just that we haven't seen it at that height and, you know, terms of being, well, he's not in basketball shape. I agree with Tracy McGrady on that. But I still don't think he is completely overweight, if that makes sense. He just needs to turn that back into muscle, but I feel like it was unfair to him specifically because not everyone knows this, but when you're, whenever you're a number one pick in the NBA, you actually have like a, a talk show tour, so you don't even get to play basketball at all while everyone else is essentially catching up to you in terms of competition. Mm-hmm. They get to do the summer league and they get to practice with the teams. Zion didn't really get to do that, so he did put on some weight, but you can work out twice a day, but... The way his schedule was, I mean, it totally took him away from mastering his craft before going to the league, which I think is unfortunate. They need to look into that. So, just before I get to you, John, do you think he can keep this weight and be um, productive for many years to come? If he works out to the same intensity that Kobe does, yes. That Jordan did, absolutely. That LeBron does, we see the results. Okay. How do you feel about the injury already and him playing it this week? John. With the injury, the one thing that I question of how he got the injury is, was this something that happened in the past that was not documented? Because if you look at how he was injured, it just didn't make sense of how early in the season what happened. It seemed like this was something that happened before. And I feel like that's something that they didn't, the NBA didn't really do any research in regards to what exactly happened prior, because it just seems like it's something that it was just the, too good to be true in that sense. And I feel like the the misfortunate part is with him being gone, people were saying this is like the best shape of what he was at this particular point. And for him to be in this particular shape, to be out of commission, for the alleged six to eight weeks, you're sitting out and now you're getting all that weight that you lost back. So what are you going to do? I agree. Um, so another question that came up in my group chats, I have sports group chats going on, was should he sit out the whole year? Of course, redshirt year. Absolutely. Do what Blake Griffin did. 
That's an answer. John? I agree. Why lose your franchise player just for greed? Like, just let him sit out, let him get back in shape, and start off fresh. I think if he can get back in six to eight weeks, I would love to see him play. I don't Maybe see I'm being selfish weeks. in that situation. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Also for his career, and he's also signed by the Jordan brand. Yes. Perhaps similar to Blake Griffin. So perhaps he does have a redshirt year, and because of the technicality, he can still be considered a rookie next year so he can get rookie of the year. If you're a player of that caliber, you want rookie of the year. And with all due respect, he's probably in the top 1% to get it. But if he misses that time, and if it is a re-aggravated, and you might exacerbate it just to give the fans what they want. So that goes to another topic, right? So if you have a red shirt year, but you're already drafted as a player, and this happened a couple of years ago with Ben Simmons and, and uh, Spider Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, do you think that player, said player, should be eligible for the Rookie of the Year trophy? Josh. Absolutely. If you didn't play. John? Why not? So my opinion is that the player should not be eligible. And I feel like the reason why is that even though you didn't actually play on the court, you weren't actually a rookie because you still benefited from having professional coaching, traveling professionally, You've already got your professional money, which means you've already set up your professional house. Not doing the things that an actual rookie has to do that first year. So your actual second year, quote-unquote, can you can focus on just playing when an actual rookie has to do more because he's just actually starting. So I don't feel like it's fair to compare a second-year player, you know, with the rookie. They can definitely get, you know, some of that you know, inside um, coaching from the assistant coach they wouldn't get or um, other professionals. And I just think there's a lot that goes into that, and that's why I don't think it's fair. Yeah. Well, on the contrary, I I agree from that standpoint. But in the NBA, and if you're a basketball player, the NBA doesn't want you focusing on anything but basketball. So even though you're a rookie and you're getting all this this camera time, you're getting these endorsements, all these people loving you, all this stuff, the NBA pushes you just to focus on basketball. They have people in your pocket or on your team to help you with everything else. You don't focus on anything but basketball. That's what they want you to do. They don't want you worrying about anything else that could push you away from the game. So and the way you responded to that, it makes sense, but in reality, on how the NBA treats their players, I just I can't agree with that because of how of what they do behind closed doors. Because in the NBA, they treat their players as if basketball is all you should do. This is what you need to do. You focus on this twenty four seven. We'll take care of everything else. We'll take care of your bills. We'll take care of your lodging. We'll take care of your clothing. Just play basketball. Do you want to respond? So I think in your rebuttal, you made you said a line, and the line is where my argument is goes. You said behind closed doors, mm-hmm. right? So those are doors that you're getting behind your first year, even though you're injured. Mm-hmm. That the guy who's coming in the next year, still a rookie who's over in college, are not getting behind those doors. Mm-hmm. So you're having even meetings with team presidents. You're having. Um, you know, meetings with coaches. You may be, you may not be good with your left hand. Mm-hmm. Your injury could be on your right hand, 
right? Yeah. So now you be now you now you take the time becoming a good left-handed player, where if rookie doesn't have that time to do that. And I mean, I feel like they do set up everything for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agree with that, but you still got to talk to them about like, here's where I want to live at. I want to bring my mother and my brother with me. I need this money to go to my uncle. I need to have these conversations. I need to set up this. I do need to go back to my hometown. I did say I would go back to my high school my first year and do this and that. Whatever it is mm-hmm. that a rookie is just like bright-eyed and just got to start fresh and they don't have the opportunity. So by the time your second year comes, like a Ben Simmons, like a Brett Griffin, ironically, they both on rookie of the year, right? They both set out. But like a Ben Simmons, like, <laughs> like, like a Blake Griffin, you're just like ready to go. So I don't think it's – I think all life, no matter what it is, if it's a competition, mm-hmm. it should be on an even playing field, right? So if we're starting the race from two different points – it's not a fair race. I've always thought like that. Okay, that's completely fair. And I completely understand why you say that. However, where do these players go play in school? What coaches are they playing for? People like Coach K get paid, what, and Coach Cal get paid with probably more than some NBA coaches because they're legitimate coaches. They make players better. People like Popovich, right? So there's also that element to it, and they're not hiring you know, Joe blows off the street. One of my best friends, it was just her birthday on that Friday. That's why I was hungover. <laughs> so shout out to Coach Bridget Mitchell. She's also from Trenton and now coaching one of the assistant coaches at University of Pitt for the women's basketball team, which is dope. And she went to Duke on a scholarship. So And also went to Petty, which is dope. So shout out, be Mitch. Happy birthday. But yes, the coaches actually make the players better. So they get the same coaching in school. Even at Petty... We had, you know, assistant coaches who had played professional type of thing. Even if it was in Europe or South America, you still had that professionalism. You still have that that caliber. So in the pros, all it is is you're going to have more time to do it, sure, but they both have that same amount of time. Because in school, you, you can design your schedule in school. You can have one class a day if you want it. Or just have your classes all in one day, and the rest of the time could be you're in the gym. You're you're in study hall. They really manage to help you manage your time. So, but you're also playing games when you're in college. If I'm just sitting, and, and that's why I think it's an advantage for the people who didn't sit out. Because when you sit out, you're rusty. But if you're playing games, you're playing games on a regular basis. You're just playing the games from the skills that you already have. If I had to sit out and I can't play, I can now work on something new. And then bring it back to the, to the NBA the next season. And not only that, college is what? At the most, if you win a championship, a 35-game schedule with the NBA 82. All that travel you're not used to for so long, you're getting. You might be hurt. You're still going with the team. You know, you're still with the team luncheons, all the team functions. You're still learning that we, as a sixer, we got to go stand in front of the Liberty Bell and, and, and sign some autographs with some yeah, kids, stuff like that. that in college. But only for 35 games, not, not, not a long time. Right, but and, and and your availability, I mean, your availability is, and, and it depends on also what college they went to. These all these people who come in mm-hmm. aren't the one top of the top, you know, best schools either. Right, so you got to take that into consideration. But but they're still playing. They are yes. But there's a massive difference between playing in practice and playing in front of twenty thousand people and virtually via telecast millions of people. It's a massive difference. All the energy is on you, Mike. That's a massive difference. I agree with all of that. And your boy handled that probably one of the best. Kobe, right? Right. 
So he his existence illustrate how how much focus is required. It doesn't matter. Any of that doesn't matter. If you can play, you can play. So it doesn't matter if someone has a better advantage or not. That's basketball. Did Michael Jordan and Kobe have advantage over everyone else? Was it unfair to everyone else? That's the game. That's competition. That's that's what makes the sport the sport. That's every sport. Right. But when you're competing for the exact same trophy, it's not fair competition if we're not in the same playing field. Right? If you didn't start where I started at. All right. So if- I, I think a rookie, I'm, uh, me personally, I think if you didn't play your rookie year, unfortunately, it sucks for you, but you're yes. not eligible anymore <laughs> for the rookie of the year trophy. <laughs> I think a rookie should be a rookie. A first year, it's my opinion. But he didn't. If you didn't play the first year, you are a rookie. You're not a rookie because you still were. Uh, does he get a paycheck? Okay. That's, that's a yes or no question. Of course. Right. So he gets a paycheck. He is a professional. Okay. His checks come to say. Zion's will come and say, New Orleans Pelicans, when he cash check. This guy coming in, mm-hmm. well, the year this year when Zion's getting the check, the guy who's college now, he's not getting the paycheck. He's not going to, to cash a check. He's not living as comfortable. He's probably living in a dorm somewhere. So he's probably hungrier. You can't say that, yes. Right, but that's... Um, that's a great motivation to win Rookie of the Year. But it's also skepticism. You don't know if he's hungry or not. But we do know that Zion's getting a paycheck. And we do know that he's talking to Alvin Gentry and getting professional coaching. We do know that he's already played preseason games with his team and getting to know them. So he went from Coach K to Alvin Gentry. So you're just going to skip over Coach K. (laughs) How many pros does Coach K have in the league? At this point, I don't really know. Into perpetuity, basically. How many great ones are in the league? Or worried league. Okay. Right? So, I mean, I get your point, but Coach K don't, don't produce, like, Hall of Famers that much either, if we're to be honest. Well, Grand Hill definitely would have been a Hall of Famer. If, is he not already? Is he? He is. That's one. How, what did you say? How many players does he produce in the league? Right. Right? But I don't want to get to the whole Coach K thing. That's just my opinion. You guys got your opinion. We can move on to something else, but yeah. I do think that... You know, hopefully Zion, let's wrap Zion up. Hopefully he sheds a little bit of weight. I think a little bit of help him out with his knees. Mm-hmm. I want to see him because he is explosive. He is exciting. I watched that game last night. They do have a lot of good talent uh, on the Pelicans. Um, I like Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball. So we'll see wh- wh- uh, where they're going to go. Uh, also, um, I watched them. They played against Toronto last night. And I watched Pedro Siakam. You know Pedro Siakam, the uh, for the Raptors, Spicy P. He was on the championship team. He played. Uh, he, he nice, yeah. Yeah, he had thirty four, eighteen, and five last night. Yeah, I saw the stat line. Right, he got his new contract. Mm-hmm. So I said last year he's gonna be an all star this year. Like I, I, I just can see his talent. Uh, do you think he can lead them at least back to the playoffs without Kawhi being there? I give it another year. I guess it depends how much they feature him in the offense and then how he performs. That's fair. Because I'll be honest, I didn't expect that performance from him in the finals, and I doubt the Warriors did either. I did. I mean, because I watched more, I don't know. But I, I, I did. I just think he's going And he's like a late-round pick, too, so we'll see how that goes. Um, so Michael Jordan, the GOAT <laughs> to me, always be the GOAT to me. Sorry, Bron, but 
it's my opinion. However, he made a comment recently, and uh, which became a sort of uh, controversial, lightly. You know, it was a couple of shows. And he said, Steph Curry, the chef, Steph Curry, at this point, he wouldn't say is a Hall of Famer. And there was some takes on that, some opinions. I have mine. But what do you guys think? Let's start with John. I personally think the comment was great for the conversation. Um, I don't personally think it was a diss, though, as some people may take it. It's like 50-50 in a sense. Um, But Steph Curry is obviously a great player, especially what he's done for the team. Um, Does he have a lot of work to do? Yeah, of course. And I feel like Steph even said it himself. Um, You know, he definitely doesn't see himself as an end-all he definitely sees uh, more improvement in regards to his game and what he has to offer to his franchise. Um, I did see a little slight in his response when he said a lot of old players tend to chime in to what us new players do. I did see that, but... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he said that. Okay, Steph. He I missed that, too. Okay, Steph. He did. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's just it's great conversation and it's great motivation just to get, you know, to really exude what you really have to offer to the game, if this is what you actually want to do, be in conversations of being a Hall of Famer or being the GOAT in that sense. So do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Not now, no. Okay. But I think that's a given. But at today? Today, no. Okay. Let's start with how you felt about MJ's comment. I thought, I thought they were fair because MJ is a motivator as well. So if you think you're in that category of being possibly the best, and Steph has won some MVPs, multiple. So if he does think that way about himself, he has to be always willing to go out and prove that. That's why you step on the court, especially in terms of competition. So if one of the best, who's undoubtedly the best, says you have some work to do, you have some work to do. He knows that. He grew up watching his dad play against Jordan. So... And I do feel like he might have, you know, gotten his feelings a little bit with that, that little, uh, that little, little slide. comment. Yeah. But uh, he, shots fired. For me, he doesn't. He only gets in the Hall of Fame for me if not only. Okay, that's not fair. But he he's not gonna be in the Hall of Fame conversation until he surpasses Ray Allen, which he'll do soon. So it's a lot to unpack with that. So for me, um, I don't know. Was Jordan asked a direct question, or did he just? I didn't really see the interview, so. I I saw like clips uh, I, of him talking about it. Yeah. So Jordan's bar is higher than most of ours, right? So we got to start with that. So him being what he is and and what he did, he's always going to set the bar a little bit higher. From what I heard, he's saying that you got to finish first before he will put you in the Hall of Fame because you never know. You may not make the playoffs again for the next ten years. So you know that looks bad to him. Um. However, I think Michael was talking about Michael's Hall of Fame. I want to talk about reality of the NBA Hall of Fame <laughs> is that everybody gets an NBA Hall of Fame. NBA Hall of Fame is like the weakest Hall of Fame that ever existed. Ben Wallace in the NBA Hall of Fame. I think this year, Vlade Divac is going to the NBA Hall of Fame. Like, the NBA Hall of Fame, uh, it just doesn't, you know, it, it's not prestigious as the NFL Hall of Fame where they really do a lot of, take a lot of time in rooms like this, voting you in and uh, going over every nook and cranny of your career. Steph Curry is a two-time league MVP. 
one time unanimous. Only player to ever do that. He's a three-time champion. He's led the league in three-pointers for several years. At 50, 40, 90 years. And at this point, based off the NBA's Hall of Fame's criteria, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. But the motivational factor you were saying, I think will serve him well. Because MJ said he's not a Hall of Famer based off his Hall of Fame. So Steph may look at that like I still got some work to do. So I think that will wind up serving him well in the end. Me personally. Um, so, and then we had last night, the uh, beginning of the NBA season once again. We had the L.A. show. The, the, the L.A. show, the Lakers versus the Clippers. <laughs> in L.A., Clippers won by 10 points. No Paul George. Uh, LeBron and A.D. versus Kawhi, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, really, really good game, but uh, to me, it showed why Kawhi is the best player in the world. Kobe, I don't think it's actually a question right now. Uh, did any of you guys see the game or see the highlights or have any thoughts on the game last night or and, and the Clippers themselves too, not just Kawhi? Well, that's fair to say about Kawhi being the best player, however, with the way LeBron plays, he usually paces himself and saves the best for last since he's usually going to make a deep playoff run. So LeBron is at that stage in his career where he's not defined by the first game of the season anymore. He's only defined by what he does in the playoffs. So that's really all he's really worried about. John? Only thing I can say right now, I didn't watch the game and just saw the clips, um... I just think it's going to be really interesting what the Clippers are going to do this year, especially with uh, Kobe back in Kawhi. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what they do, and in comparison to what LeBron does, this I feel like this will be the deciding factor of. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> I guess it'll just be a deciding factor in the sense of if LeBron really is still passionate of still playing. Or is this really, like as I mentioned before, is this his exit years of him just coasting and setting the tone in a sense on the on the courts, but not really giving complete all because of his other business endeavors? So you think it may be his swan song? Yeah. And I'm looking at it as his end game or as his episode nine. <laughs> okay. That's so interesting. I'm a Laker fan. Full disclosure. This is his third act of his career. It is his third act. It's his trilogy. It's his third team that he's going on. Um, the the the, uh, the parables that Josh speaks of, they're right there. Um, I don't know if it's his swan song or end game, mm-hmm. but I definitely can see some of the age and attrition already with him. And it's natural, right? Father Time is undefeated, so he's not going to be what he was. Kawhi is like seven years younger than LeBron. So he should be able to do things a little bit. Well, he's entering his prime, so he's supposed to be the best player in the world. So it, for me, it's between, during the regular season, it's between Kawhi, James Harden, and Giannis. Right. But in terms of the playoffs, Kawhi and LeBron. LeBron. Okay. I think they'll play just like just like uh, Josh said. I already made my picks. You know, last time, Lakers over Sixers in the finals. I'm sticking to that. Really? <laughs> Yeah, the Sixers. We had this conversation, Josh, and I'm sticking with the Sixers. I, I didn't know if you would back off or not. I'm, I'm not backing <laughs> off. I'm actually I'm gonna double down. <laughs> I'm gonna say Lakers, 
Uh, Sixers definitely get to the finals, but I do have the Lakers uh, beating them in the finals. So you have the Lakers beating the Clippers. I'm just curious, after you saw the game, how do you think that's going to happen? So I'm a Laker fan, so <laughs> I got to – but I got to stick with my head and not my heart. <laughs> no, of course, that's why I'm asking. What does your head think? My head thinks that um, when playoff time comes, and by the time playoff time comes, with the staff the Lakers have, coaching Jason Kidd and others – and will he be the head coach by then? I hope not, because that means that's not going terribly right. And also, got to remember, Kyle Kuzma was out last night. They'll get it together, and by then, I think we'll figure out how to beat the Clippers. So, not too worried about that. I think uh, definitely Lakers over the Clippers. But if Kawhi does get to another final and win another championship, here's a question for you that posed in my sports group chat: Would that put him over? Don't, don't, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say. Over KD, historically, at that point. I would have him over KD now. Okay. John? LeBron over... No. Kawhi. Kawhi over, K, over KD? Yeah. Right now? Well, let's go with what he said now. How about now and if he wins the championship this year with the Clippers? Is that even a fair question? I, I can't answer that now. It's not fair. <laughs> How's it not fair, though? He's not playing right now. Right now, today, based on what they wo- what they both have accomplished. I'm not answering the question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, what about you? Um. So I, I answered this question already before in other places. So I think right. Actually, now- you know what? <laughs> John's back with the mic. <laughs> I'll give it to KD for now because I feel like he has he's 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 a very passionate player. I do think he's one of the greatest players in the world. Um, everything that he's endured, all the hate, and his cons- consistent comebacks and his passion of what he does and what he plays for, I will give it to him. But you know, I, I still don't think it's fair since he's not playing right now. Um, but with Quad, with him, with the backing of Kobe, and with Quad's backstory of like losing his father, and uh, the instances with his sister and all that, and the, the constant struggles of what he deals with on the back end, and for him to still stay focused and just be, because when you look at Kawhi, you see a serious player. He doesn't. There's really no emotion to him, even when he laughs. It's <laughs> it's just like he's very serious about what he does. And he wants to win. You don't really hear too many side things about him. And you can admire that. So I just think for now, I'll give it to KD. But as the future holds on, I don't know. It could, it could be it could be a tight race just off of what he wants to do. And just an ambition of just wanting to like succeed and be the best. I definitely see that. I mean, for me... Uh, kind of like John, I'm going to give it to KD right now. KD has done it longer. Kawhi has done it for a short period of time. At his highest level, yes, but only for a short period of time. He had the whole year off with San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, he was maybe good, like great for a couple years. Before that, he was like a, a side character in the movie, right? He was like with Duncan, Ginobili, Parker. So wasn't really his team. We've seen KD carry teams for many years. So right. I'm going to give it to KD right now. However... If Kawhi can win another title with another team, I would definitely have to start to think he can catch KD. But I'm interested in 
with all I just said and you just said, why would Josh have Kawhi over KD already? Well, when Kawhi and the Spurs beat the Heat, who won the Finals MVP? When the Spurs beat the Heat, I, get, I love how you said Kawhi and the Spurs. <laughs> but when the Spurs beat the Heat, Kawhi let him did win the Finals MVP. And when the Toronto Raptors won the Finals, so a Western Conference team and an Eastern Conference team. No, they're both Western Conference teams. Oh no, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Western is okay. You're right. And KD's just trying to do that. Kawhi already accomplished that. Well, KD also has two Finals MVPs. Right. And he joined the Super Team, so you know. And Kawhi seems to be the Super Team killer. And well, I mean, KD was hurt, and Clay. That's fair. Right. Right. But that's that's how he's been, you know, ordained in the media. So. I'm just curious about that. But you did mention that Kawhi won the finals MVPs. He won two trophies, right? They're like five or six game series, which are at its highest level. The most uh, high leverage games you could play are finals NBA games, which I get that. But what about the rest of the year? What about the rest of the seasons and what KD has done compared to Kawhi? Well, again, we all know that the NBA players are judged in the playoffs, not the regular season. Because with all due respect to James Harden, he has fantastic regular seasons, but I don't rate him completely because of what he does in the playoffs. So Josh's rating system is completely based off the playoffs. Fair. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, again, the whole GOAT conversation always goes down to championships. I don't understand where the confusion is coming from. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not confused. I have a different opinion, but... (laughs) I mean, I think all games matter. I think what you've done throughout the entire year and the playoffs matter. And also, I think even if we rate the playoffs, Kawhi's had two good playoff runs. That's two out of how many? Katie took a team to the finals before he went to Golden State. And then with the three or more, would Golden State and won two finals MVPs. And he, got, and he already has a regular season league MVP. Mm-hmm. So for me, and four scoring titles, I'm going on and on. So for me, I would still say KD. But again, Kawhi is coming. That's fair. That's my opinion.